Support for this podcast comes from PayPal. Small business owner, PayPal QR codes are the safe and easy payment option. It's all the security PayPal is known for online, in person. Cash only, QR codes allow you to accept credit or debit with everyday low fees. No additional hardware or software needed. Use the app to generate your unique QR code. Customers scan your code with their PayPal app to pay you. Learn more at paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. This is episode number 126 with our guest, Rochelle Balanzat. Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing. Hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Hey there. Welcome back. So good to have you joining in again. I appreciate you spending your time here with me. This is a fascinating episode because for all intents and purposes, it shouldn't have happened. What do I mean? Well, you're going to hear my discussion, my interview with Rochelle Balanzat, and this is part of my second round at Podcast Row. And this interview with Rochelle shouldn't have happened because Rochelle was, in fact, a last-minute replacement, and she turned out to be an amazing guest. You're going to hear so many of the good topics that we go deep on. First of all, Rochelle calls herself an artist, a thinker, and an entrepreneur. Specifically, she's the founder and CEO of Juliet which is a premium laundry pickup and delivery service that caters to busy professionals in New York City. And you'll see, we we just got our vibe going immediately. We hit it off, we related to each other, and she's also a philosophy major, which I like that, and uh, I just took that angle and ran. We dissect topics including seeking approval versus giving yourself approval and standing out by standing up just by being yourself. I love that. I had a great time. I know it's going to be well worth your time to sit back, enjoy my conversation with Rochelle Balanzat. Hey there, here we are. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I absolutely love these kinds of shows, and by these kinds of shows, I mean where I am in studio, face-to-face with somebody amazing, and there is somebody amazing right here. It's Rochelle Balanzat. She is the founder, creator of the premium laundry and dry cleaning service called Juliet. There is so much here. I'm excited to dive right into this conversation. Hello, Rochelle. 
Hi there. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. So let's get right into the heart of all this. Today, I just want to orient everybody who's listening. Today, you have this, um, like I said, it's a premium laundry and dry dry cleaning service. It's an app. It's been around for um, more than a handful of years, five years, uh, which really sounds like a lifetime in the app world. Is is that true? That is true on both fronts. Um, we been around for five years. But as you know, you know, the the app is really just a tool for our clients. And then at the end of the day, we're still doing laundry and dry cleaning. And so even though in the app world, we're quite old, we're still in the old industry of doing laundry and dry cleaning. Yeah, because it seems like everybody today wants an app. Like that's the means to the end. But what I heard there is you're saying, no, 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 that's just the way we get uh, users to our core business, right? So so talk a little bit about that because I think a lot of people just get, you know, this like glorified version of, oh, I want an app and end there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, in today's world, we use our mobile phones for everything. And so the modern day consumer almost demands that you have an app, whether it's for Mm, transportation or hotel or laundry service. But in my specific industry, you can't just have an app that picks up and delivers your laundry. You also have to follow through on the promise of delivering clean clothes that smell good. And that is where we saw the opportunity. And people want that. They want They demand the online and the offline world. They want the convenience and efficiency of technology, but at the end of the day, they still want their package. They still want something in their hands that delivers on the final promise, and that's what we do. It sounds like a logistical nightmare, is it? Pick up, drop off, all of that stuff, connecting all those dots? Yes, it is. And this is where technology is really powerful because we're able to route every pickup and delivery every night. So that's where technology and the app really comes into play. So I'm a busy professional, let's say, and um, I don't want to do my own laundry. I don't even want to walk a few blocks to drop it off. And certainly I don't have time to pick it up. So your app sort of solves that problem. Yes, we do. We pick up every night, seven days a week. You just one click request a pickup. We pick up between 7 and 10 p.m. tonight, and you get your clothes back tomorrow between 7 and 10 p.m. Really? And I pay one flat fee, or is it a per-use deal? Per-use deal. Per-use? Yeah. Okay. So how did you get to this point? Do you just love laundry? Yes, I do. But even more than laundry, I love my clothes. (laughs) And so it, it ultimately comes down to garment care and making sure that my clothes are handled properly and cleaned properly. And when you invest in a garment, you also want to invest in how you care for it. So that's why I started this business. Let's talk about differentiating, because I think that if I went on the app store to look for, I'd find variations of what you do, right? Somebody's willing to pick up my clothes and get it back to me. So how do you, not necessarily what is your differentiator, fine, but how do you tell the world? How do you go about marketing your difference? I come on your podcast and I tell everyone. Hey, you're not lying. Go ahead. (laughs) But, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of word of mouth marketing. We actually don't do any type of paid advertising or paid media. It's by invitation only. 
Um, everyone that is a Juliet client is a client because they were invited by another Juliet client. And it's called Juliet. I'm sorry. Yes. Let's, let, yeah, let's yes, get that yes, yes, yes. Um, why Juliet? Are we talking like the Romeo deal? Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. But I wanted to create an alter ego, a personality. I, I wanted it. someone to know that someone was there watching over your clothes. Mm. And she's a figment of your imagination. She's not supposed to exist. You know, she's just supposed to be the hand that takes care of everything. Are you more um, female client dominated? Uh, I would say 60% female. Is it 60-40? Yeah. Now, you strike me as someone, and I say this with the best of intentions, you strike me as a type A go-getter, uh, everything needs to go my way, and I'm going to do everything I can to make certain it goes my way. Is that true? Um, in a, yes, in a sense, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no uncomfortability here. But, but I love that. I mean, you make that work. How did, how did you get here? Um, paint the picture for me. What was life like as a child that in the beginning even helped color your decisions and your world and all the choices you've made to date? Take me back, Rochelle. All right. Well, I was born in the Philippines, came to the U.S. when I was three, grew up in a small town called Bayo, New Jersey, I've which heard. is about 60 blocks long. Uh, just a handful of schools, and I had a very small class. There's only about 20 of us in the class. And, you know, not everyone looked like me. I look like black kinky hair or black wavy hair, you know? Um, and so from the get-go, I, I always had to perform better and kind of be aggressive and make sure that I was known, let everyone know that I was there. I needed to control how, how I was perceived from the beginning because I was fighting biases or fighting whatever it is that people would think when they saw me. I wanted to make sure that I was controlling that narrative. And so that's where the type A personality came in, where it's like, well, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. So before I even walk in the room, you already know who I am. That is fascinating and brilliant. And I just want to jump to the modern day entrepreneur because you said something so incredibly important. You needed to control how you were perceived, the messaging, right? The packaging, the brand. So you were already rehearsing that as a person, as a child. Not knowing it until mm. years later, until, you know, all of your, your childhood and adolescent experiences mature through your 20s and into your 30s. And you're like, oh, that's why I'm like this. <laughs> Were you always doing it? Because um, it's from the dots I'm connecting, it sounds like, and you mastered that. You made sure you were doing it. My story is, well, it seems like we all are telling the story, whether we're trying or not, we're, we're, we're showing up and people are reading it as some story, some version. Mine was the quite, quite the opposite. I was showing up weak, insecure, desperate and needy, right? Whether I knew, you know, I, I didn't want that or did I a whole different conversation for your philosophical brain, which we'll get into too. You're a philosophy major and you told me that there's a society that you're part of for that, which is brilliant. Um, but I was showing up almost looking for that approval from everybody else to help me feel better about myself. And, uh, nobody gave it because I really wasn't looking for the approval. I was looking for the disapproval that would keep me saying, see, I told you so, mm. but did you find yourself succeeding? Were you just 
real confident? Did you go home and you just felt powerful and on top of the world as a child? Oh, no, when no one was looking, I'm extremely insecure and vulnerable. But when I go out into the world, I put on a face. And um, it's interesting that you say you went out and would seek that approval. But I learned in my 20s that I give myself that approval. I give myself permission to show up. And it is up to everyone else to fall in line. Oh, and boy. If they don't, I'm sorry. What? Say it again. <laughs> but, but it's true because especially as an entrepreneur, when you're so focused on a vision, you're so focused on a goal, right? And it's almost like this white beam of light coming out of your forehead. And either people will rally behind you and turn your vision into a reality. And if they don't, it's fine. It just It's just not a fit. But having that focus and that intensity really helped me bring this company to where it is today and to follow my dreams and my vision. And my it's goals. so true. So all of my life I attracted because I subconsciously needed that, the disvalidation, right? So I attracted all these people that wouldn't approve of me so I can feel comfortable in that regard. And when I then just, you know, few years back, you know, had all my reasons to say, I got to get out of this mode now. Uh, my, my first immediate fear was, but everybody who's around me, when they see me stepping into my skill and talent and ability that I knew all along, I always had, they're going to retaliate. They're not going to like this. That was my fear. So I started stepping and inching closer into this more powerful role that I am and I've always been, which for the record got me here to this very moment. If I was a, 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 a semblance of who I was, I, I mean, I wouldn't have been asked to be in this position. So, but what I found was that no, not only did nobody retaliate, I'm now surrounded, like you said, by the people who I didn't bring in. Yes. What is this? They want to uplift you. Correct. Mm -hmm. Just they're like, I like what you're doing. I see what you're doing. I'm a fan. I'm a friend. I'm a collaborator. I'm a creator with you. Let's go. I mean, even someone like you, who's yeah. this very moment, now you're part of my team. Literally, I'm like, I love you. You're powerful. Uh, I'm guessing you like what I'm doing because there's a vibe here, mm -hmm. right? So isn't that how life works? Absolutely. And I just want to quote, you know, one of my mentors and advisors, uh, Denmark West, I, I have started pitching now and, you know, fundraising, and it's a totally different animal. It requires a different set of confidence. And I used to complain to him, like, do I really want to stick out? I want, I want people to remember me. I want, I want them to remember me. How do I stick out? I want their money, you know? And he used to say, Rochelle, you will stand out. You will, you will stick. Oh my goodness. Now I'm messing up the quote. He said, you will stick out just by standing up. You will stick out just by standing up. You will stand up. out just by standing up. Standing up. Yeah. What does that mean to stand up? Well, what, to, to your point, you know, coming into your personality and just stepping into yourself, stepping into who you are, just by doing that, you start standing out. You stand out by standing up. You mentioned that you spent time almost behind closed doors when I said, were you always this confident and powerful persona? And you said, no, when I would go home, I really wasn't. But then in, in public, I had to put that on. What was going through your mind um, in those earlier years? When still, after this, I'm going to run to the bathroom and have a crying moment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but um, what goes through those moments? I think when I, so I do a self-reflection in the mirror. I do it every morning and every evening. 
And it helps me just align all of my energies, align all of my goals and intentions. And it's, it's when I'm the most weak because I think the, the hardest thing anyone can do is look at themselves to really confront your own truth. And you're talking about looking at yourself physically and spiritually, right? Yeah, emotionally, psychologically. What, what did I do today? What do I want to do tomorrow? What am I yeah. doing with my life? What did I, what am I doing? You know, and when those types of questions come in, insecurity creeps in and like, am I making the right decisions? D did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? Am I going about this the right way? Um, so those are my moments of where, but then I, because of the way that I've wired my brain, I take everything and I turn it into what do I got to do to be better. What do I got to do to be the best? Like, okay, I know these are my weaknesses. What am I going to do next? So it's all a mind, mind shift, you know, everything is right. Yeah. How do we bridge the gap between who we are and showing up that way? Because my story, like I've said, is for, for 40 plus years, I would show up insecure, needy, desperate, seeking this approval of others, hoping I'm going to get it. But then, you know, knowing that if I did get it, I wouldn't know how to receive it. So I really wasn't looking for that. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking for the reiteration and validation of my own story, which I came to the table with at a very young age, wore the label myself. Uh, I'm not good and nobody wants me around. So I went out looking for that. And you know, you're like, no, why doesn't anybody like me? Because you don't want to be liked. Why? Because you don't like yourself. So finally I'm able to bridge that gap. So how have you found connecting those dots between how you really are and just really putting your best foot forward and showing up that way. Yeah. Well, so interesting. So in listening to you, I noticed you, you would go out into the world seeking this, you know, uh, this validation or, or this recognition, but, you, but, but at the end of the day, I think the way that we bridge that gap is not by looking out, but by looking in. So and it all starts with how you feel about yourself. And I think that's the hardest thing is understanding how you feel about yourself. Well, I was numbing that feeling every night, if you can know what I mean. And it was I, literally, right? I had my addictions. I had my stuff that would literally be in place. So I was like, no, I, I couldn't, right? I wouldn't allow myself to feel that. So that's the first step. Just the first what is it? Getting comfortable with the first step is knowing yourself. The second step, which I think we're, we're all pretty good at this is having a really good sense of our environment knowing. So I'm from Bayonne, New Jersey that colored me a certain way. Then I went to Jersey city, New Jersey that colored me a certain way. Then I went to Fordham university that exposed me to different things in New York city. So having a sense of your environment and then taking your strong sense of self and understanding how you can merge the two and bridge that gap. I think that's, that's what I'm trying to do with my life right now. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting that, um, I, I saw you as this like type a, get everything done, go get them successful, powerful, stable woman. And you made a joke, but we know that there's, you know, some truth in the jokes where you said, no, well, after this moment, I'm going to go in the bathroom and cry and, and whatever it is, <laughs> doubt. And so it's not to say that people, the goal is to be a hundred percent 
tough or confident. So, so there are some cracks in that facade at times. I think it's being self-aware, you know, um, it's, it's, again, it's, it's knowing who I am, which I know who I am, but I go out into the world and I want to make sure that it's congruent of how I see myself and how I portray myself and how the world sees me. But being self-aware enough to understand that I, the world and the people around me have their own biases, have their own judgments, and co constantly going back and forth between that is, is where self-reflection and self-awareness comes in, so. Is it your job to concern yourself with those biases? What do we do with that knowledge? Like, as you said, the world has their own biases. Your job isn't to change their mind, right? No, my job is not to change their mind. My job is to build a company, to find a team, advisors and investors and funds who will support me, who will help me make my dreams a reality. Mm. And so it's very important for me to understand who the people are around me, what matters to them, what's going to inspire them, motivate, lead them so that they in turn can motivate, inspire and lead me. And that's why it's so important to be self-aware of yourself and those around you. And again, finding that gap, because not everyone, not every employee is going to be a fit for my company. Not every advisor, mentor, investor is going to be a fit for my company. But it all starts with knowing myself, knowing them, and figuring out how we can fit. Going back to your upbringing, your childhood, was there something that you remember about the world you were living in, the experiences you were experiencing, where you told yourself something about the world in a future moment? <laughs> what did you we're, believe? We're going to go way back. Okay. So I was... Uh, born in the Philippines. Philippines is a very difficult country to live in and even more difficult to get out of. And that's what I was born into, mm -hmm. uh, into extreme poverty. And uh, it's by miracle that my mom and I came to America. And being born into that situation, I was raised with this idea that you are so lucky to be in a country where you have access to clean water and an education and a roof over your head. Oh, and by the way, you're in New York City, the city of opportunities, you know? <laughs> so my mother really drilled this into my mind um, from a very young age because we come from a place of lack. And so she's like, now you're in a place of, a, of abundance. Go and get it, girl. Literally, like, wow. go and get it. And so to your question, which is, I forgot what the question was. Oh, how did I see the world as a yeah. little girl? So what did you tell girl, yourself? Oh, yeah. my goodness. I was like, oh, I'm going to have mansions and I'm going to live in New York City and I'm going to have, you know, like private jets. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and I'm going to get everything that I can't afford today. And that's how I lived my my teen years, my early 20s, and it wasn't until later on in life that I started figuring out, okay, how am I going to make this money now so I can make it a reality? Are we saying that, are, is that, was that a great thing to your advantage or are you saying that that was like um, ludicrous and absurd? No, that was a great thing to my advantage. Tell me why, spell it out. Because you were... Cause it was, it was, it was my, my dream. I guess that was my American dream to, to have a beautiful home, to have a comfortable life, to have nice things. That's what every, as a little girl, that's what I wanted. I wanted toys and, you know, like snack time, like all of those things that, that we just didn't have because of our circumstance, but that fed me and that motivated me. That was my gas. 
And it became your drive, your emotional charge, right? You, as a child, you saw the mansions and the cars and the jets, and that made you feel a certain way. So now you're becoming that person. And then as you grow older, you're then going into that character, that persona, that person to then manifest that and achieve it and bring it to you. Absolutely. What was the miracle you said by some miracle we, we got out of the Philippines? What was that about? Uh, <laughs> okay, I can tell this story. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, so my parents were teenagers when uh, they created me. And my father's mother at that time was in America as a nurse. And she was taking care of wealthy, uh, wealthy people who were dying. And they were kind of mean to her. And there's one... <laughs> This guy was on his deathbed, but his whole life, towards the end of his life, he was so mean to my grandmother. But he was just an old curmudgeon, and, and he knew at the end of the day, my grandmother is the reason why he's alive still. And he knew that my grandmother is the reason why he, he's alive. Um, so while he was on his deathbed, one day he was so nasty to her, and she said, you know what? You are going to sign these papers and petition my family to come to wow. America because I've been putting up with your shit for all these years and you're about to die and you're doing this for me before you die. And she basically forced him to sign the papers that brought my father over to America, who then brought me and my mother over to America. So it was really just, again, it goes back to I mean, th this is a nurse who, you know, doesn't have a lot of power, but because she so wanted her children to come to America, she, she saw that opportunity. You said it before <laughs> I did. Opportunity. That's what it was. She took, she saw and took that opportunity. Mm -hmm. She knew what she wanted, and that was on the forefront of her focus 24-7, yeah. and then the radar saw that, like it tuned into, okay, there it is, exactly. now I'm making it happen. So the first step is, is, is knowing that. Yeah, and I just wanna reiterate how the window of opportunity can be so narrow, mm. and that if that did not happen, I wouldn't be sitting here today, right? So everyone's decisions affect, it's like a, yeah, it, it really is. And I could, you know, I, I can draw so many things to why I shouldn't be here. I wouldn't have been here right now, which, you know, let's talk about that for a moment. The moment, the now, right? Living in the moment. This is a very special moment, just like each moment is special, right? We're given it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're present in it. So th sort of think about what are the chances that this moment exists, right? Like several billion to none that this very moment should have existed and it's existing. Yeah. How, how amazing is that? I mean, can I say why we're even here today? Tell me. <laughs> because there were two cancellations. Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't even supposed to be a part of today's session. I'm getting the chills. Yeah, I was Literally. not supposed to. And then you weren't supposed to be interviewing me right now. <laughs> so. Okay, this is, this is like meta right now. This moment, this interview really should not even be taking place. No. You, 20 minutes before we went on the air, were not 
on my list. You were not on my schedule. Things happened. And this does not even go back to the fact that you should probably still be in the Philippines, right? right. You're like, by all accounts, exactly. if that one thing didn't happen mm -hmm. and this was, this was before your birth or no, you were already born. Yeah. When she made that. I was born. I was you were born. Yet. born. Oh, I was, no, my mom was pregnant with me. She was pregnant. Yeah, right. Yeah. So this moment should not have happened exactly. on many levels, some obvious, some today. So yeah. it's like, what in the world brought us together? Who knows? Uh, I think it goes back to showing up. I showed up. I showed up early. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be here until like 1030. I showed up at nine. <laughs> so what are we saying here? You need to, you need to keep your eyes open for opportunity. You need to seize them when they arrive, right? Have the confidence, the knowledge, the strength, the ability to step forward into the opportunity and be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Who knows where this is going to go, if anywhere, but exactly. we are experiencing it. We're changed because of it for better or worse. I'm hoping for the better, but that's the truth of of it. And that's life, right? I think so. I think, you know, we should as humans, right? Because at the end of the day, we all connect on a human level. Um, let every moment have its integrity. What does that mean? Be present, be aware, respect people's time, pay attention, put your phone away. You know, all, all of these things. I think it's the most precious thing you can give someone is your time and attention. And when you do that, trust me, they feel it. And if they feel it, then they're going to make more opportunities happen for you. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up, talk to me about the philosophy side. What is, what has that done for you and your ability and your life? Where has that gotten you? <sighs> philosophy taught me how to think. And I was a philosophy major, uh, while I was at Fordham and it taught me logic, it taught me how to analyze, taught me how to break things down, how to look at things from different angles. And I took that skill and I applied it to every job, to every career move, to love, to relationships, to family. That's what philosophy has done for me. Wow. Well, let's wrap it up with this. Final question, Rochelle Balanzat, how would you like to be remembered? Really? Yes. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> I would like to be remembered for my kindness, my compassion, and my generosity. Wow. The trifecta. This has been beautiful. I thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Shouldn't have happened. <laughs> so glad it did. Likewise. Rochelle. Yes. You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. And happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate it so much. We're going to link to all your stuff in and around the episode. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We're going to do another good thing before too long. Until we do, go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.